Hello dear friends, you're welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Today is March 9th, 2023 and this is your regular host Teacher D coming in from our studios in Shanghai. It's been a long time and I want to welcome you back to the show and especially on this occasion of Women's Day. Um, well, today is already the 9th, but um, in other parts of the world, to our listeners in America, it's still March 8th. So, of this special episode will be um, about women because we are celebrating women the whole of this week and yesterday March 8th was the International Day of Women and so women were celebrated all over the world but usually I say that it is not on one day that we should celebrate women um, personally I am not very much in favor of the fact that a day is set aside to celebrate a human being because I think we should celebrate human beings every single day of our lives. So today's episode is going to be episode number 192. So the last episode was about one month ago and um, gradually we are settling into the New Year's goals and so we will have a lot to discuss this year. Today's episode we're going to talk about uh, rights, women's rights and that's um, an example of human rights. So generally when we talk about rights, we talk about human rights. So we're going to have the main topic, it's going to be about rights, we're going to talk about different kinds of rights that humans need and nowadays when we talk about rights we are not only referring to human beings we have human rights that refers to human beings and we also have animal rights we have you know other kinds of rights so we're going to talk about rights and uh, this is a vocabulary lesson but at the same time it's um, it's, it's also very helpful for those who are preparing for IELTS or TOEFL because uh, sometimes you have questions that uh, relate to this topic. Sometimes it could be in the speaking section where you are asked to talk about um, children's rights, human rights and, and so on. Sometimes it could be in the writing section where you're expected to write an essay uh, concerning particular category of rights and you could also find this in the reading section maybe the passage that you have to read and answer questions could be about uh, human rights so uh, this topic is going to be about rights and before we begin we're going to look at the different um, categories of rights so we can put them into various subtopics and generally we talk about human rights right but these human rights are like concerning a human being but what kind of human being are we talking about it could be a man it could be a woman could be a child it could be a disabled person it could be a worker it could be 
um, a my, somebody from a minority group. So these different categories of human beings have led to different categories of human rights. So if generally when we say human rights, um, I remember one of my students said that human rights are a little bit vague because they're too general. Like you hear something like, oh, you have a right to protection. You have a right to run away from violence. You have a right to, uh, you have a right to life. You have a right to, to freedom and so on. Well, sometimes to really understand these rights in more specific terms, you have to look at the categories of human rights that exist. You have to look at the subsets of human beings. That's why nowadays uh, there are organizations, there are whole organizations, non-governmental organizations popularly referred to as NGOs. NGOs, this is an acronym. Uh, they're usually referred to as NGOs, meaning non-governmental organizations and these organizations are usually um, advocating human rights uh, organizations like Amnesty International Human Rights Watch Human Rights First these kind of um, organizations they fight for human rights they their goal is to make sure that every human being can enjoy human rights. Okay, so we're going to look at the, the, the various subsets of human rights. And the first one I want us to talk about uh, women's rights, because this week we are celebrating women. So um, on March 8th, most of the conferences and seminars and uh, webinars most discussion forums where uh, probably women are talking or women are giving the chance to express themselves um, their speeches are usually referring to or relating to women's rights and what are women's rights um, for a very long time from ancient history we have learned that women were sort of um, relegated to the second class like second class they were considered to be second class human beings the man was supposed to be the person in control the man was supposed to be the leader the man was supposed to be the the decision maker the man was supposed to be the the family head the man was supposed to be the the one who um, the one who controls everything that was in the ancient times and we learned that in history and it is even because of this situation that you have certain expressions um, in English that have been criticized for being for being biased against women you, you know um, there are many words in English that used to have the suffix man the chairman for example chairman it is after some time that people started looking into this word and thinking, should we really say chairman when we now have women in that position? Now, should we say chairwoman? Chairman, chairwoman. 
But then some people say, is it even necessary to actually mention the gender of the person who is the chair? So the word has been reduced to chair. Who is the chair of the meeting? We don't have to know whether it's a chairman or a chairwoman. And some people say, okay, if you really want the word to be long, you could say chairperson, chairperson. So we know it's a person there. It doesn't really matter whether the person is a man or a woman. And there are several words like that in English. You have salesman, saleswoman, sales guy, sales girl, sales boy. And now we simply say salesperson or maybe just sales right so in terms of vocabulary you need to note this kind of words in English these kind of words are evolving they're changing with the times because in modern times people have learned to respect genders as equal so you have gender equality which is an important word under this topic gender equality and sometimes it's like uh, the celebration of women's day is largely about gender equality uh, there have been a lot of slogans like uh, oh what a man can do a woman can do and even better there have been slogans like that so um, women's rights simply refer to the practice whereby women are respected women are allowed to take leadership roles and women are um, considered as equal human beings as men they, they, they are not they are not people to be led but they too can lead so you hear a lot of um, a lot of activists they're usually called human rights activists meaning that these are people who go out and preach the importance of human rights so you have a lot of uh, women's rights activists who talk about the fact that in spite of the celebration the annual celebration of women's day on march 8th in spite of the numerous organizations that exist that talk about women's rights there are still there are still a lot of violations going on around the globe against women's rights there's still a lot of discriminatory practices against women across the globe in many many countries you still have women considered as um, second-class human beings I don't want to name any countries but probably I'm going to give examples of some practices that um, some traditions that still exist around the world and those traditions are frowned upon by advocates of uh, women's rights you have practices like uh, women not allowed to go to school you have practices like uh, women allowed to go to school but not allowed to further their education to a certain level so you can go to school but you need just basic education by the time a woman gets a college degree there's a lot of pressure on the woman to get married or to to start raising a family um, unlike a man can study and study and study and study and go get a PhD and continue doing research and people will not raise eyebrows about that 
So that's the kind of discrimination um, against women. Um, you still have practices like, oh, there are certain positions that women are very less likely to, to occupy. In business, we still don't have as many female CEOs as male CEOs. We still don't have um, in government positions. In government positions, we don't have. Look around the world and see how many presidents are women. The ratio is about two to ten, I would say. Maybe less than, maybe one to ten. Uh, look at, after the, the, the president, look at the prime minister position. Look at uh, parliamentarians. Look at uh, governors and mayors. And you will see that the ratio is not in favor of women at all. So these practices show that in spite of all the work that has been done, the numerous organizations and women rights activists around the world, there is still a lot to be done if the goal is to achieve gender equality. If the goal is to um, get to the level of gender equality, we still have a very long way to go. So I think that's one of the reasons why every year on March 8th, uh, people try to um, preach this need to stop gender discrimination. And But like I said before, to me, it shouldn't be something that is done um, just on one day in the whole year. A year has about 365 days. And if there is only one day on which we talk about women and their rights and gender equality, uh, in my opinion, I think it's not good enough. It's not fair. I think if we really want to achieve that goal, we should be looking at uh, many more things. We should be talking about it daily. We should be putting everything into practice every day at our homes, in our very small, uh, it doesn't have to be an organization to talk about it. It's something that you should talk about in your family. If you have a daughter and you have a son, you should talk about this, about gender equality. There is no preference. You shouldn't feel like because you have a daughter uh, or it's not really uh, satisfactory, you need to have a son and, and things like that because the, the discrimination begins at the very basic level, at a family level. So it shouldn't be something that we have to wait for 8th March and then some international organization needs a conference for somebody to make a speech about it and then the next day we forget about it and wait for next year it should be something we do daily so that's about uh, women's uh, women's rights and i want to use that opportunity to wish all the women around the world the best because uh, the women are the source of life and they're very strong women are emotionally stronger than men and they do a lot of things they endure a lot of things that we men cannot endure so they deserve more i don't think they just deserve equality they deserve even more so i want to wish them the best and uh, the best of health good health the best of uh, success in life uh, however you define success i want to wish you that and 
and I think that the women, one way, one suggestion I can give to women is a better way to 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 get your rights or to get your equality is not by trying to compare with men because I think men, women are far much stronger than men. Um, it, it is the system in the society that decided to set things in the way they are but in actual fact women are stronger so I don't think women should be should be um, acting as if there was some kind of fight now women if you go about doing what you know how to do best you will conquer you will always be stronger than the men that's my little advice to to the women folk then we shift on to the next subset of uh, human rights, which is also very, very broad and widely talked about nowadays. So we're going to talk about children's rights. Children's rights. And you must have heard about um, the Universal Declaration of Children's Rights. You also have a Universal Declaration of Human Rights. I forgot to mention that it's actually a document and you can find it online. You can read the details and um, so you have the Universal Declaration of Children's Rights and it starts by defining who is a child, who is a child. And this is a controversial question because um, the UN defines, the United Nations Organization defines a child as any person below the age of 18 right so well that's the united nations but at country level at country level um this definition varies in some countries it's down to 16 in other countries it's 17 in other countries it's 18 and so well who is a child depending on the country where you are you can you can ask, you can search online, you can ask uh, any any person in government to, to tell you um, when you stop being a child. Uh, traditionally speaking, in my tradition, we say you are a child until you die. You are always somebody's child. So no matter how old you are, you are someone's child. Biblically speaking, we say we are all children of God, right? If you believe in God, you will say, yes, I'm a child of God. So uh, it's really, um, you can't just say, yes, because I'm above 18, I'm no longer a child. But for the sake of this topic, um, we will follow what the United Nations calls a child. And that is somebody below 18. So they have a set of rights too, um, because there are many practices around the world that are considered as child abuse. There are many ways to abuse a child. And so this declaration was made to protect children. Uh, there are many of them. I think there are 21 clauses in that declaration. I'm not very sure, but I'll look at it again. Uh, if you search it online, you can download that document in PDF format. But basically, the rights of the child are just trying to guide us and to remind us that no matter how young a child is, one year old, five months old, one month old, that is a human being too. 
and that human being deserves to enjoy all the full rights of a human being. So a child has a right to protection, a child has a right to life, a child has a right to, to, to go to school and a good school, a child has a right to be uh, protected from violence, a child has a right to good medical attention. So all of these are like a reflection of the general human rights we talk about. But it is trying to say that because somebody is a child, do not deny them some of these rights. You should understand that if the person is a child, no matter how young they are, they still have full access to human rights and even more. So, um, unfortunately, around the world, you still find many countries that allow certain traditions that go against the rights of children. For example, I will not name countries, but I will name some practices. For example, you have the practice of early marriages, early marriages for young girls. What does that mean? It means um, a young girl who is below 18, sometimes as young as 12 years old, they are forced into marriages. I won't say they're allowed to get married. They're forced into marriages. So think about your daughter at the age of 12 being forced to go and marry a man and start bearing children. Uh, it's a kind of abuse. And um, so activists or advocates of uh, children's rights really frown upon these kind of practices. Another example is uh, child labor, child exploitation. In some countries, you still have a lot of cases where children, um, very young children, are made to work in plantations. They are made to work in factories, um, sometimes with no pay with no pay sometimes the only compensation they get is food and shelter but they have to work every day so this practice is also bad it's a violation of children's rights and you have in some countries where children are children are exposed to conflicts and wars and not only are they exposed to these conflicts they are actually used in the fighting they are actually used in the fighting you must have heard about the the slogan um, not a slogan I mean you must have heard about the expression child soldiers child soldiers are like children who are exploited in conflict zones these children, they don't really know what is happening. They don't understand what is happening, but they're simply given a gun and taught how to use a gun, how to shoot. And of course, they die sooner or later. So this is another bad practice that uh, violates the rights of children. It goes against the right to be protected from violence. So, and there are many children around the world that do not have access to good medical care. Uh, you have organizations like Medicine Sans Frontier. These kind of organizations, they, 
they work for that. So that is about if you have children, if you have children, you should be asking yourself, is your child enjoying all the rights that a child should enjoy? And one way to do that is to find that document I mentioned, the Universal Declaration of Children's Rights. Find that document and get your children to sit with you and all of you can read this document together to see if something is being respected and whether something else is being violated. And with that, you can have a discussion about the rights and you can see what needs to be adjusted. So that's about children's rights. Now, there are other subsets of human beings that also claim their rights nowadays and I'm going to talk about two of them. We have workers' rights. Workers' rights, people who are employed to work in factories, in companies around the world, and uh, even in government positions, these workers also have their rights. They deserve to be treated well. They, they, they deserve to be given uh, medical attention. Uh, they deserve to be, to be given good working conditions so that they don't, they don't hurt themselves physically or mentally because of work. So that's why you have trade unions, workers' unions. You have workers' unions in many countries, and these workers' unions, one of their major goals is to make sure that the rights of workers are respected. Because if these kind of organizations are not existing, employers, those who pay your salary, the employers may take advantage of you and abuse you because they they have the leverage that they have to pay you the money that helps you to earn a living. So um, workers usually, workers unions are very strong around the world. In countries like France, you can see workers union um, protesting, organizing meetings and, and trying to get the government to give them better working conditions. Then you have another subset, uh, disabled people. Disabled people or um, disadvantaged people. There are many words nowadays used to refer to them. Handicapped people. People who for some reason uh, lost some parts of their body or a part of their body doesn't function very well either by accident, because of accidents, or naturally, or it came out like that. So these people are usually referred to as disabled persons, and they too have been clamoring for their rights, because they have, um, they're, they're usually discriminated against. People think that because they have a disability, they cannot do certain things well. Uh, in jobs, they are discriminated against because people just want um, people just want uh, physically fit persons. That's what employers prefer. But those who advocate for workers' rights, uh, disabled, the rights of the disabled, those who advocate for their rights, they say that. A disabled person is not a useless human being. A disabled person 
still has a lot that they can contribute to the smooth running of the society. So because of that nowadays, because of that um, advocacy for the rights of the disabled, nowadays you can see a very common example in many places we have uh, three kinds of toilet. We have toilets for women, toilets for men and toilets for the disabled. That is one of the most common signs you can see that something is being done in favor of disabled persons to make their lives um, easier. In the past, nobody cared about that. So imagine if you were a disabled person and you couldn't find uh, you couldn't find a convenient uh, toilet to go to. That would be a serious problem. Um, so that's another uh, subset of human beings that deserves to be uh, taken into consideration as far as human rights are concerned. And like I mentioned briefly, although we are talking about human rights, nowadays there is a new uh, kind of right that's emerging and very strong. We have people who are advocating for animal rights. Animal rights. So um, they are also saying that animals deserve to be treated fairly. They have their own rights. And this animal activist, uh, animal rights organizations we also have such organizations now and although they are not as popular as other organizations advocating for human rights but i think that deserves some attention too because nowadays animals are doing a lot of things that humans can do i'm talking about dogs i'm talking about uh, cows i'm talking about horses uh, chimpanzees uh, there are a lot of animals that are very intelligent and they are doing things that humans do so uh, maybe in another episode we will be looking at animal rights but today's episode was about humans human rights and the various subsets of human rights that deserve attention and that was because of this international day of the women that we are celebrating this week and with that we will come to the end of this episode once again happy women's day to all the women out there listening this is your regular host teacher d signing off and see you in the next episode have a wonderful weekend